Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Taking another look at our born-again confession. Because the song of born again, born again keeps ringing in different places. And this morning, the Spirit of the Lord is addressing you, is addressing me, not even the people who are out there, taking another look at our born again confession. A close study of the testimony and the ministry of our Lord through the New Testament will show you seven fundamental things that Jesus emphasized in his ministry as spiritual necessities for life, true life, everlasting life. Seven spiritual necessities. And as we look at these seven, I want to focus on one of them particularly this morning. Because at the root of it, you will be able to judge whether indeed your confession of being born again, is it real? Is it true? Or it is just an illusion? When pastor was speaking last Sunday, and he gave the example of the Pharisees, he took a scripture, very pointed. Except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, you will in no wise enter into the kingdom. And he went extensively without my having to re-preach what he preached in 39 steps, just less 39 stripes, excuse me, just for you to understand what exactly the Lord was focusing on when he spoke about your righteousness exceeding the righteousness of the Pharisee. Necessity number one, the inward righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. And you saw how the Lord was so critical of them. By the time you get to Matthew 24, 25, whoa, 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 whoa. If the ones that he is calling whoa, 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 he commends that they have a level of righteousness, then there is something that is a challenge that belongs to me and to you in our standing with the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Matthew 18.3, the Lord said again, concerning a child, we are talking about those seven spiritual necessities that characterized or formed the core of the things that the Lord himself taught to us. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you be converted and become like little children, you will in no wise enter into the kingdom. Mark the words that are spoken here. In each of those scriptures, the Lord was focusing on entrance into the kingdom. Because too many of us have never been able to make the difference that I will show you when we get to the fifth or the fourth of those spiritual necessities. The third one, repentance. In Luke 13, Two and three. 
Christians are saying, no, we are being taught, we are being caught, and so on and so forth, does not benefit you if you only succeed in doing what? In seeing. What the Lord is asking you to do is what? Enter. And this is what it's all about. This is all what our crying is about. This is all that it's about. Let's number five. Spiritual worship. John 4 and 24. I won't read it, but take the scriptures down. Spiritual food. John 6 verse 3. said, except you eat my flesh or you drink my blood, you don't have life. They thought he was speaking of something that was physical, but was speaking something deeper than that. A spiritual food that changes your life. Because someday when the Lord permits and we can talk about the three witnesses, I will touch about it in part here. You will understand what he says, that eating his flesh, drinking his blood, is not something physical. It's a spiritual dimension of feeding upon the life of Christ in his world. And when you eat something, you digest it. And then the seventh of all is the word personal faith. John 8, 24. I gave you those seven just by way of summaries. But what I want to focus in this afternoon is on the new birth. John 3, 3 through 7. 3 to 5. In particular, there are two very clear statements which you have seen. You can't miss it. Seeing the kingdom does not imply entering the kingdom. The second thing that you will see there, as he began to unfold what he was saying there, he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. What is missing in that equation? What is missing in that equation? Mm -mm. Jesus himself mentioned it later on in the same scripture. They were not born of what? The flesh. He spoke of born of water, born of the spirit. But you will find that the flesh was missing. Why? It ought to begin to speak to us in the same way as he spoke there that the flesh profits you nothing. It will not only do, it will not only profit you nothing, it will destroy you. Because he said further, uh, where are we now? Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second womb into his mother, the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. You can see it. But you won't enter into it. And the basis for entering is water and spirit and definitely not what? Not flesh. Definitely not flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Then comes the popular thing that we all quote. Marvel not that I say unto you. You must be born again. Let's take our time here. 
and look at these words that Jesus began to put across to us. Why the emphasis of the Spirit? Why? Because the vision of the kingdom, of entering into the kingdom, can only be given by the Spirit. No wonder he said, when you believed, you were sealed with the earnest of the Holy Spirit. You got a deposit in your life that you are responsible for allowing to grow. And the only way you can allow the Spirit to grow in your life is that the evidences and the works of the flesh, you allow them to begin to do what? To die. John 16, 14, and 15. If you find that place, read for me. Take it probably from the Amplified. John, 5, John 16, 14, and 15. I'm leading to something. But some will be helped. Those who are here will find it difficult to understand the reason why we cry with agony. And it looks like, well, we just want to drag you back to the Stone Ages. I tell you, no. It's not so. It's not so. Yes, please. 1614. Yes. He will honor you and glorify me. Yes. Because he will take off, take off, receive, and draw upon. He will take off, receive, receive draw, draw upon, upon yes. what is mine, and we will reveal. He is the revealer. The Holy Spirit himself is the one who is the revealer. So when a man is short of the fullness of the Spirit, can he see? Can he get a vision of that which has been promised concerning the kingdom you are entering into without the presence of the Spirit in your life? And this is a thing that many of us fail to just appreciate. That a lot of the things that have been spoken, when they come to you and you are still carnal, they make nonsense. They, they just sound like, where is he coming from? Where is he coming from? And this is the reason it looks like day in, day out. We urge you, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Spend time in his presence. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. There is no day that I go out. That I say, Lord, I'm going out again today. Fill me afresh. Yesterday was gone. Reveal to me. It doesn't mean that I don't fail on some of those days. But if I failed, it's only because I was not listening when he's saying, mm -mm. but he honors his word. Yes, give me the next verse. 15. Hmm? Everything that the Father has is mine. Yes. That is what I mean when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and hmm. reveal. The one who is the revealer of the kingdom, of the benefits of the kingdom, of all that pertains to the kingdom, is the Holy Spirit. Rub yourself for the presence of the Holy Spirit. You find that you are dead. This was the, uh, the understanding that Paul was trying to communicate unto us in uh, Romans chapter 8. When pastor was teaching the series on righteousness, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And he went on to say, the one who is carnally minded is what? Give me the scripture, please. 
Because it's important for you to see that there is a contest that is going on. A contest that is going on between a heavenly vision, a vision that can be given by the Spirit of God, and a contemporary earthly vision to which the, earth, to which the flesh is tied. If you can't see that connection, it would be difficult for you to understand why we are saying, don't do this, don't do this, this is not right, this is not right, this is not right. It goes down to the root of your familiarity and the presence of the Holy Ghost in your life for you to be able to see, hey, this is what the Spirit of God is saying. Yes? Romans 8, 5. Take it from verse 1. There is, there is therefore now no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus. Yes. Who walk not after the flesh. Who walk not after the flesh. But now, after the just, spirit. Just, just, just stop there. Who walk not after the flesh. In other words, there are dictates that your flesh will put across your way. Things that are convenient and that are acceptable to eat. Things that look okay. It's okay. That's what I hear. It's okay now. And a lot of the things that we follow, as I will, I'll just pick a few examples. And these things hit me like a bomb in the day that this, that, uh, that where is he? That this young man was wedding. I've been studying one John, particularly since we understood that the token of the covenant was love. I've combed and combed and combed and combed. It was a process of combing that these things just came bang, 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 bang. We'll get there. But let's finish this scripture. It tells you, if you don't fully understand it, it's only saying to you there is a contest between the heavenly vision that only the spirit of God can cause you to see and the earthly vision to which your flesh is used to, to which your flesh is willing to accept. That contest is what is playing up in crescendos that people don't understand, which we will reveal. Perchance, heaven will give you understanding that you begin to just take a closer look at the things that appeal to you so much. Praise the Lord. Go on, son. Who walk not after the flesh. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. But after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in the Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Had made me free from the law of sin and me death. Free, made me free from the law of sin and death. For what Except a man is focused on the things which are spirit. You will find that it is very and extremely easy. For you to just follow the crowd. Follow what is commonly acceptable. It takes a little stop, a little breather. Say, mm, can I look at these things a second time? I hear the arguments. But God has superior arguments. Why you should listen to us. You don't have to suffer the things before you listen to us. Some of you want to go through the experience. Then what is the purpose of having taken some people through? Go on. Three. For what the law could not do, mm. in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. There is an empowerer, if there is such a word. There is an empowerer 
who has paid the price that is your ally. And that's why that song, Duroti Me, Duroti Me, appeals so much to me this morning, that even if I am wrong, and all that you see and hear is that this guy just is coming after my skin, why don't you sing that song and pray to God, Duroti Me? Because when he is standing by you, and he's correcting you and showing you, you will get to understand that, ha, ah, maybe it's not hard after all. Maybe he's not just trying to get my skin after all. But that there is something that is superior, that is greater than this earthly beauty that we are so crazy about. I put on nice dresses. And I thank you, many of you here are the ones who dress me these days. And somebody will buy a bada. And somebody will even call the tailor to send, send the tailor to my house to come and measure me. So you see, I come nice clothes. They are cheap. They are not as expensive as my $120 suits. They are very comfortable and so on and so forth. Why can't you see those things? Why didn't you tell the tailor that you sent to me to sew for pastor the latest yuppie in town? You could have done that. Huh? See, see? When you bought me that fancy, that nice uh, striped black clothes, why didn't you send the tailor to me to come and sew something that will show my bare chest so that you know I have white hair on my chest? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? If you can't do that because it's me, why don't you then do it because of yourself? That you also... If you clothe your pastor right, then you also must do what? You also. Give, your, give the Lord a clap offering there. Go on. Verse 4. Yes. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Advance quickly. Advance. For quickly. they that are after the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the flesh, they mind the things of what? But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. And it's obvious. It's, it's like, though it's, there is no contest about it. The major confusion that the Lord helped me to see is that who really can discern that is after the flesh? Who can discern? That this thing that I'm going after is the flesh. As against what is the spirit. Go on, finish that because there's another scripture that I'd like to look at. For to be carnally minded is Ooh. death. But to be, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, to be carnally minded, if you look at the way he puts it in the Amplified, so that you don't think carnality is some big grammar, for those who are according to the flesh, that's what it means to be carnally minded. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. I love the Amplified. Breaks it down breaks it down. You know? And the message even does it better. Do you have the message version? Give me that verse again in the message version. Those who think they can do it on their own end yes. up obsessed with measuring their own moral mozu. Mm -hmm. But never get around to exercising it in real life. Huh. Those who trust God's action in them. Yes. Find that God's spirit is in them. The spirit of God in you as you listen to him, 
is a pointer of the direction that you need to go. Is a judge in saying to you, hey, this one you are looking at is not the right thing. But if you have not allowed the cultivation of the presence of the Spirit in your life, how can you discern? How can you listen and hear right? All that you will hear, as we shall show further, in the manner in which John, the revelator, said it, he said, they speak of the world only. And it is those who are of the world that does what? That hears them. In other words, if you are hearing what your flesh is saying to you, you are of your flesh oh, and you are of the world. You are not of God. Forget all this story of I'm born again. Oh. Go on, son. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Obsession with what? Obsession with what? That's what I was looking for. Obsession with what? Say it out with your mouth. Self. Obsession with self. Obsession with self. Obsession with self. My friend told me, come, they will manicure your food for you. I look at my food. So men manicure, men, men. Oh, sorry. You see, you see. Old school has come again. He doesn't even know the difference between pedicure and manicure. <laughs> manicure is the hand, Abby. So men, uh, uh, cutting the nails on the hand, I understand. Pedicure the foot. Yes, I cut my nails, but I understand it goes more than that. They say they, I have dead cells on my foot. I said, God made provision for dead cells to dry out. Uh, Abby Kano, God didn't make... <laughs> God didn't make provision. Look, before, before now, what did, what did our forefathers do? Okay, our forefathers are too old. Pastor T, have you ever taken your foot to them to brush that cell away? Huh? <laughs> God made provision. For dead cells to fall off. Now, don't make another sermon out of this. So I beg you, I am not fighting anybody today. I'm just speaking. <laughs> I beg you, I'm, I'm just, I'm just speaking my heart out. When I remember what one hundred thousand naira can do for you, money. What one hundred thousand can do for you, Ronnie? Abinu, you know, 100,000 doesn't mean anything for you. <laughs> and then I just sit down. I sit down. And then they take my shoes off. And then they are cutting the nails on my shoe. And then they are brushing dead cell from my feet. And it's my best friend that invited me. Is he really my friend? But I know that Obioha loves me. We were the two smallest kids well, with Jimmy in my class. In a, Jimmy was in C, I was in A. Obioha was in A. We were the brats and so on and so forth. He's done well. Fantastic guy. <sighs> Obi, all you can ask me to do. 
Praise the Lord. These things appear like joke, but they are true. You think some women have not been going to, to clearances? You think some men have not been going there? And you know the pari pari of it. Those who go to the local ones to do it, when they deliberately cut your nail and take your blood, you don't know what they are doing with your blood. And then you wake up when you are saying you are doing Superman in the air. For <laughs> look. And then you don't, you don't know that you are, the, you are the cause of your own wahala. The pedicure that you went to do, when they say they cut your feet and they say, oh, it's a mistake and so on and so forth. I hope you are learning something. Hmm. You don't pedicure, I want larger. Mm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Finish it. Let's go. Obsession with self in this matter is a dead end. Obsession with self. Obsession with self. Obsession with self. I will look nice. I will look nice. I will look nice. I will look nice. You know what? There is something that I just found by chance. That our women... When they begin to reach their late 40s and so on, they develop cellulite. You know what cellulite is? Oh, you don't know. Something begins to grow on their body that is no longer smooth. Why don't you go and do something about cellulite? There is no medicine for that one. Huh? Oh, surgery. Oh, there is surgery for cellulite. Did God make a mistake in creating us? He doesn't know how to take care of you in your old age. Please, don't be offended at me. I'm just asking questions. Don't be offended. Please. And as it is good for men, it is good for women. Because men also have their own. I didn't know that you can pedicure a man. I didn't know that you can do me up and take, and take uh, white hair from my body. There is an easier way of dealing with white hair. Go and ask my son. My dog must say, I'll just ask you, uh, the next time you are traveling, Obomi, go and buy me dye. <laughs> That's cheaper now. Isn't it cheaper? Than for me to go to to clear essence and then drew me up and in the process of doing me up another spirit both falls on me and I do the lady who is doing me <laughs> who sent you there Kilo Watebe who sent you there look batting a batting no I'm telling you, ask her. One of our sons, uh, he said he bought us some holiday. Uh, spa. What did he, what was he called? Spa. And we, I, my wife, of course, is our son. Yes, the holiday and so on and so forth. You know what they were doing in spa? So they took us there. Every man in the, you are in the room. 
and then is a woman who is coming to massage my body. I am half naked. They cover me with towel. Ah, I said, look. <laughs> which kind, which kind holiday is this one that my son has bought me? You say I never experienced it before. Now I have gone to spa. I've seen what is inside spa. Don't give me spa again. <laughs> Am I not from old school? <laughs> Since then, have I agreed to follow you to spa? Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.